Welcome back to Warrior Talk, the voice of Little Rock Christian Academy, a.k.a. Warriorville. This is Gary Arnold, your host and your head of school. Every week, we want to grab about 10 minutes of your time to share an insight on school, education, parenting, and building community in the grace and truth of Jesus. Well, with homecoming just around the corner, I think it's time to talk about football. So this week, I invite our Warrior head football coach to the Warrior Talk microphone. What an honor to have this man a part of Warriorville. Here he is, a head football coach with a doctorate in educational leadership and a passion and a deep scholarship of the nation of Israel. What a great combination for our boys. What a great combination for our faculty and staff. So welcome with me to Warrior Talk, Dr. Eric Koyu. First of all, Dr. Arnold, thank you so much for having me today. Uh, it's an absolute honor to be here with you and uh, discuss Warrior football. What happens in the state of Arkansas is many states, private schools, uh, get zapped with a multiplier. So by actual just numbers of our student body, we should be a 4A school. Uh, so the teams were playing in 5A. We were classified as a 5A football school. The teams were playing have larger volume of numbers in their school because we get bumped up a classification because we're a private school. And so we're, our conference and our uh, playoffs and everything, are we're 5A. Uh, however, it's, uh, with the success we've had the last couple of years, it's very difficult to get uh, non-conference games. The, basically, the state hands us seven games, which is our conference that uh, determine playoff seedings and, uh, and postseason play. Uh, but those non-conference games become very difficult to, to schedule. So as as you saw, we had seven A uh, historically powerhouse Central. You know, it was seven A playoff team last year. We opened up with, uh, you know, our jamboree or our benefit game, as it's called, uh, was six A Benton, who was the six A you know state runner up last year, the last two years. And then we game two, we had Cersei, who was the 6A state champion. And then finally, we got to Magnolia, who was another 5A uh, school. And then, the you know, from Maumelle on are all 5A opponents at that point. But we certainly have had to play outside of the classification and up levels to find and to, and to fill our schedule. And what I found through the years is there's really there's good programs and good teams really in every classification. So what I try to get the team to realize really doesn't doesn't matter what classification we're playing if we're playing our best level of, of football and we can play at that premier excellent level we can really compete with anybody uh, you look at 4a here in Arkansas and it's a very strong uh, classification with teams like Arkadelphia and, and Robinson and Nashville and Warren so those teams can play with you know nearly nearly anyone in the state and sometimes uh, higher classifications have been weaker uh, so really you kind of want to look at things from a program level how strong is the program certainly as you go up classification it does matter on depth uh, when you're dealing with some of these 7a schools that have 150 players they just don't have to go any you know uh, have anyone go both ways they can have a whole new set of special teams players uh, their second team is is very uh, formidable they're just 
just basically as good athletically. They're just guys with with not as much experience. So what happens as you go down the classifications is you just have less depth. Uh, you also have less competition in practice. So so your two A three A schools may have um, you know may have two or three players that could play for any team in the state and you know Division one athletes potentially, but in practice there's nobody that can compete with them. So and even sometimes on Friday nights their opponents can't compete with them. So it doesn't push them uh, to excel as much. So that's one advantage a 6A, 7A school has is during their practices, they get more competition day in, day out. So that kind of, you know, is a, a quick overview of the classification differences. That shows you the strength of Warriorville. You know, it's been so funny to watch the NFL, and last week was the fourth quarter collapse of so many teams. Uh, but one of the things I love about our Warrior squad is our fourth quarter. It keeps us at the edge of our seat, and it just I just love to see the tenacious persistence of the boys push through to the final second of the game and claim that W. Can you talk a little bit more, Dr. Koyu, about what our boys are doing right? like that fourth quarter push? Well, you mentioned uh, persistence. And persistence, I think, is one of the key character traits for success in anything. So whether it's the classroom, uh, whether it's our job status, whether it's uh, uh, you know finishing our homework, or in football, we have to be persistent. And so many times, uh, young people, uh, when the circumstance goes south or is negative, uh, they let one circumstance turn into three or four uh, negative circumstances in a row. So one thing that is at, that I'm adamant about training our football players uh, to be about is persistent and uh, and if you can be tenacious and pursue and keep going you know and have that never quit mentality then it's going to pay dividends in life and and build your character needed to uh, push through when things get tough in life so uh, the team has done a great job this year of staying persistent play in play out uh, all four quarters. Now, we we do lack a little consistency, so that's another thing we're really working on, but right now our passion and our effort and our motivation level, especially last Friday night against Maumelle, was outstanding. And I think the the guys really buy into the fact, realize it's we're playing for four quarters, and let's not even worry about the scoreboard, and let's focus on the next play. We turn the page. Momentum uh, starts with the next play. And football, and really any team sport, is such a momentum-type game. And so if we can learn to recapture the momentum when it's lost, uh, that really uh, helps a team, you know, succeed. I'm always intrigued about what you guys tell the boys at halftime. Any insight there? Well, what we try to do, kind of the halftime regimen, is first of all, let them get gassed up with water, use the restroom, catch their breath, while as a coaching staff, we brainstorm on both sides of the ball what went right, what didn't go right, what changes need to be made, because halftime adjustments are very important. We go into a game with a game plan, uh, and we kind of expect the other team to do a certain thing. If the team does not do that certain thing, then it can throw wrenches into the game plan, so we have to adjust and be able to be flexible. 
So at halftime, one of the biggest things we do is, is say, okay, what's working? Okay, what have they done to thwart what we've tried to do? What's not working? How can we adjust it? And then we, we focus uh, on communicating that to both sides of the ball. We talk some special teams as well. And then we really just want to motivate uh, at that point, energize the guys to play a big second half or a great second half. It's very important not to just focus on the scoreboard, but to focus on the process of what we're doing. Uh, you know, when I was coaching in Tennessee, you know, we went through stretches where teams couldn't compete with us. I don't think we got better as a team during that. And so when it got playoff time, we struggled against more formidable opponents. And if it's too much the scoreboard, it's more about the opponent. And so that's been a, a successful change that worked for me in Alabama and here in Arkansas is, is if we're ahead or behind, okay, it does change maybe some of the game plan and planning, but it doesn't change the fundamentals and the process. And we've got to realize, are we getting better or are we coasting? And we don't want to coast when we're ahead, uh, nor do we want to feel sorry for ourselves when we're behind. So we've really got to focus on what adjustments we need to make and stay, as Nick Saban would say, you know, focused on the process, uh, because otherwise, if it's too much result-only oriented, we might not be getting better as a team that second half. Well, let, let's wrap this up by asking you this question. What's the relationship with how you do football and coaching and our relationship with God, the team's relationship, God, the player's relationship with God? Well, and really, Dr. Arnold, that's my favorite question, because one reason I love uh, coaching at a Christian school is is I can uh, speak about my faith constantly, but it's got to be more than just uh, speech. Uh, I have a holistic view um, and a very um, rabbinical style of, of teaching in an educational way. I believe in modeling. Modeling has been proven over and over again. It's the best form of teaching. And uh, and so many times in academics, we have only uh, a Socratic style or a, um, a Greek style of teaching, and I'm, you know, as, as Christians, you know, our our Messiah was was rabbinical in his style of teaching, and so he modeled it. So when you read the New Testament, everything was modeled out so they could learn as they were going. And so one key that I think is important is to realize that we all uh, have a calling from God. And what I want these guys to see is uh, that the Apostle Paul, you know, really was adamant about uh, whatever you do, do with all your might. You know, and he really talked about training and fighting and wrestling and running, and there was a regimen to that. So, one thing that I think football teaches these young men is we have a goal, we have a mission. Uh, you know, every day I give a, a verse, and, and the verse two days ago, because I'm really focusing the theme this year is committing. We really need to commit and learn commitment. So, if I can commit to a football team, that teaches me how to commit to my job, to my spouse, uh, to my children uh, later on in life, uh, and most importantly, commit to the kingdom of God. But in Luke you know, chapter 9, Jesus says, hey, if, if a person grabs the plow and looks back, then he's not fit for the kingdom of God. So what that teaching moment does is say, guys, when we're in football, if we're thinking about uh, girlfriends, we're thinking about what we're doing that night or something else, we lose our focus on 
on what we're doing and try to be where you're at. So whether I'm in math class or uh, the football field, uh, wherever I'm at, if I'm focused on what I'm doing, it's it's very important. So that's a lesson in life, as Jesus taught in parables, but it's also a lesson about our faith walk. Because if we get sidetracked or fo- lose focus on our relationship uh, and our faith journey with the Messiah, Jesus Christ, then uh, we're not as effective as, as disciples for him. I clearly, you're an impact player. You're an impact coach. You're an impact disciple. We're honored to have you. So what's our year verse this year? Romans 8.37, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Whether it's win or lose, whether it's walking across campus, whether it's the coming and going to school and work, we just have to claim that identity. Well, thank you for joining Dr. Koyu and me. Have I told you how fun it is behind the Warrior Talk microphone? Take a listen. Stoically, you know. Yes. Oh, yes. I love it. Yeah, that's so funny. It's over. I can just picture the expression yes. on the face. That's so funny. That is so funny. Oh, golly. And until we meet next week, go in peace. And go Warriors. Test, test, test. No.